Warning, the stories you're about to hear are detailed accounts of shenanigans, pranks, and some mistakes that are meant to replicate the sort of discussions that veterans have when they reunite over a cold beverage and do not depict the professional daily actions of the military at large. We hope to make you laugh, but not to disrespect our proud men and women in uniform. Listener discretion is advised. Camo Comedy, where we take a humorous look at the lighter side of military service. We got a big show for you today, but before we jump into it, if you like what we're doing here, give us a subscribe, give us a follow, whatever they call it on your podcasting platform. And while you're at it, give us a five-star rating, write us a review, as that makes us more relevant in the algorithm and boosts the overall visibility of the show. But word-of-mouth advertising is just oh so powerful, so if you tell some friends, I will love you forever. Okay, let's jump into the show. I am your host, Aaron Wolf. Joining me in studio today is the great, the powerful call sign Dome Peace. Dome Peace, thanks for being here, man. Oh, man, it's awesome being here. Oh, yeah, man. We're happy to have you in here. So, dude, check out my first story. All right, this this takes place. Let me set the table for this one because it's uh, the details here are important to know. So, first and foremost, it's important to understand what an FTX is. For those of you who might not know, it is short and, and military lingo for field training exercise, right? Yeah. And this particular story takes place in November timeframe, and it's in, like, the eastern part of the United States. So, we're talking about, like, 37 degrees Fahrenheit, 2.77 degrees Celsius, for those of you who are in the, the realm of Celsius. It's a little um, brisk. Oh, yeah. To say the least, it is cold out right now. They're doing they're doing like squad movements and they're doing like bivouac. So that means they're staying overnight outside and yep. they're doing all kinds of different troop movements, you know, react to fire drills, all kinds of things like that. Using night vision goggles, things of this nature. Right. Yeah. Just training, you know, trying to keep up on their keep, keep fresh. Exactly. So they're doing a reactive fire drill. They get an ambush from the front. And one of the other things I forgot to mention is here, let's distinguish like a couple of different basic squad movements. So you got like a column formation, which is your your back to somebody's chest. And then you have a line formation, which is shoulder to shoulder. Now, interval is not going to be right on top of each other. When you're doing squad formations and things, people are spread out at different intervals and it depends on the terrain, depends yeah. on things like that. Right. So they're doing a reactive fire drill to an ambush. contact. Yeah. And, and so what they're, what they're doing is they're sweeping through an area. They're in a line formation, you know, shoulder to shoulder at a spaced out interval. As they're sweeping through, they sweep through, they come to a, a water hazard. So the squad leader, it gives the command halt. Then they hear splash, right? <laughs> now it was nighttime. So they didn't know exactly what <laughs> it was nighttime. So they didn't know exactly what the splash was. So they're rallying up after the, uh, after the scenarios ended and they're kind of doing their after actions and things of this nature. They see that this guy, he's coming over to him all animated. He's like, how come everyone stopped? I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anybody say halt. <laughs> This guy is wet head to toe and he's all pissed off, right? He was the splash yes. that we talked about just a second ago. Yes. And I'd like to say that this was a rookie mistake, that this is a guy who had, you know, been in for like maybe six months to, you know, a year or something like that. He was an older guy. Like he was in his middle to late thirties. He had been in for over 10 years. He was an E5, E6 so level. An NCO. Yes. So he was, leading. he was, he was a troop leading NCO. Now he was not in charge of this scenario right but yeah. he was all pissed he's like i didn't hear anybody give the the command a halt yeah and so they're saying well okay if that's true 
there's still a water hazard and it's freezing out and we're just in training here. Like, why do you think you're yeah, diving you in? Stop. Right. And this guy got dunked, right? Like this was not just a shallow Creek where it's just like a puddle or something like that. Like he went deep in head to toe. He was wet. The kicker is this older guy didn't bring a backup set of uniforms or change of clothes. No right. Way. So he, he was just like, so they were kind of, you know, laughing at him a little bit and just being like, they were figuring everything out. Right. He's just like, hey, man, I'm going to have to run back to the hooch because I didn't pack a separate set of uniforms or change of clothes or anything like anybody in the audience that doesn't know. Like this is like sacrilegious, like right. Like you For sure. You, anytime you go in the field, you're always bringing extra clothes, change of socks, change of undies. Like you just never know what's going to happen and you want to be covered. Right. So this guy, not only was he not the best example, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Uh, how embarrassing you you fall in you fall in the creek in front of your troops but you also have to reveal you didn't yeah, pack extra units bad example i think but, so a lot of times ncos can be a a good example by showing a bad example right like yeah. this is this is the guy that can point to be like listen don't be like this guy he's got to run all the way back to the hooch he's got to get all the change he, and he came back <laughs> and it was late at night too he, yeah, he went back to, him to the for hooch that. and he came back right and they it was Made but fun I, of a little bit, but you know, I'm sure they clowned him quick, that's pretty just hard. business. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. That's you fall in you fall in the water on <laughs> something like that. You're definitely going to hear about it. Oh, for sure. So I got a great Marine story. All right. This is probably one of the most Marine stories you're going to hear. Okay. Right? I love Marine stories. Oh and yeah. We don't have enough. I think this might be the first one. Oh really? Yeah. Well, so this one's good. Okay. So, I'm. I can't wait. So they're get, getting ready to go into Fallujah. Right. This is okay. this is during Iraq the surge. They're, they're, you know the before the the big battle of Fallujah. Everybody heard about. Right. Okay. They're getting ready to do the initial push in. They know a lot. It's going to be hard fighting. So they know a lot of these guys may not make it back. So they right. they do an extra effort to get them a, a mail call. Right. Okay. So they they get their mail call in, getting their lickies and chewies, anything that's came to them. They got everything they could. <laughs> lickies and chewies. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> so this marine. The, this Marine is, he was a turret gunner right. getting ready to go in. So he's a young Marine, but he's a, he's a monster of a guy built like stacked, okay. right? So, like the kind of guy who he's barely like fits in the turret. Yeah. Like okay. He's huge. It sounds, sounds like a Marine. Yeah. Right. And he's a big guy, but they had just gotten up armored Humvees. So for those who don't know what an up armored Humvee is before then they had what they called soft skins, didn't have a lot of armors, pretty thin metal on the outside. Right. In the turret, you had a angled piece of skid plate in front of your, so when you had your, your machine gun up there. It kind of sat in between and had this little skid plate. Yeah. So if rounds came in, it'd skip up and miss you. And then in the back, when the hatch opened, it gave you a little protection from behind. But there was nothing around the sides of this turret, right? Gotcha. So the up armors, they, they put a lot of extra armor on the bodies. And then they, they, they created like a short wall that surrounded the turret to give you a little extra protection. So in case something came in from the side, it would hit this armor. Gotcha. Right? So it's front, back, and sides. And sides. Okay. Right? But this was all new to these guys. They had been driving around Iraq with the thin skin and no walls on the sides. All right. And so, you know, they're getting ready to push out. Well, uh, this guy's truck commander, he got a pack of Oreos. And this is going to come into play later. So he gets this pack of Oreos, right? And inside the truck, you have the passenger seat and the driver's seat. All right. And in between there, there's like a, a, an elevated metal plate that you would stick what's called a 113 on, and you can put a handheld radio inside is of this. Is that what you mean by one? 
yeah, the one thirteen okay. is like a docking station for a portable handheld radio, gotcha. and then it, it will run through the. So this end. is kind of like a center console. Yeah, it's like a, right, a right. center console. Okay, so if you're in like a regular truck, you got the driver, you got the passenger, yeah. and then you got center console where all this gear goes. Yeah, gotcha. so so he sets these Oreos up on there. So he's he's just like <laughs> you know the truck commander's in the passenger seat, and he's just like you can pluck an Oreo out and, and eat them. Like, he hadn't had anything good like that for quite a while, right? Right, right. and so. They start their push in, in, into Fallujah. As they're in Fallujah, they, of course, start taking rounds because it's, it's pretty dicey in yeah. there, right? So they're taking rounds, and the truck commander starts calling out, like, directions of fire and distances. So, like, gotcha. you know, 3 o'clock, 200 meters, and he, he yells to this gunner, I want you to hit him with the AT-4. Okay. So an AT-4 is an anti-tank weapon, right? Okay. It's, it's kind of like, you know, it, sh- it, shoots, it shoots an ordinance, but kind of like a rocket launcher. If, if, when you launch one of those, there's a significant blast that comes out yeah. the back if, that's if, propellant. If right? I may, real quick, like any of you in the audience that haven't seen this, go give that a search. Watch a video. It takes two seconds. This thing goes off like a bomb. Like it is a loud blast. Big. It's serious. Yes. It, it, it It's a pretty heavy blast behind. You don't want to be behind this thing right no so he's getting his instructions from his truck commander who's sitting down in the in the passenger seat you know this guy was a big dude he had kind of this deep voice he was hilarious and he he's he's kind of chuckling he's like he's like you know like i i uh i didn't want to get up too too high because like there's uh, yeah. bullets skipping off the truck and stuff right so he's like but, and, but and he's a big dude man a big yeah, target yeah right? big target. i don't blame and him he, he said and you know I forgot there was all this new armor around the outside of the turret. So (laughs) you can kind of see where this this is going, going. right? So he he just kind of tries to like sneak up a little bit, kind of like prairie dogging out of there, you know? He doesn't want to stand all the way up. And when he hits the launch on that thing, that back blast hits the armor that surrounds the turret and redirects it right right down into the truck, right? (laughs) Oh, shit. And he said, all I felt was a lot of heat on my legs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, oh, no. so he says, I look down and my pants and underwear are gone. Uh, He's like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He said, in, in my, my, like the hairs burned off my legs. They're red. Oh, He's like, no. I wasn't burned bad, but like, okay, it, good. He said, but I, all I could see. So when you blouse your boots, you like tuck them up, you know, some yeah. people tuck them into their boots, but some have these straps that blouse them around yeah. your boots. He said, that was all that was left of my pants, and they were smoldering around yeah. my boots, right? <laughs> so for those of you that might not know, it's just like rings of material from his pants that are just smoldering around the top of his boots where they got his underwear and pants got completely yeah. blown off his body. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. And he said, and all of a sudden I can start to hear again. And like, <laughs> he's like, I, I was trying to digest all of this that was going on. And then my hearing starts coming, like I'm starting to hear. Yeah. And he said, in the radio, all I can hear is my truck commander going ballistic about me disintegrating his Oreos oh, in the truck. no, because it's not like you can just run to 7-Eleven and pick up a fresh set, no, you know, a fresh sleeve of Oreos, absolutely right? Absolutely like, not. Not in Fallujah. I don't know that they necessarily have that kind of snacky cakes right there, right? And, and you know, had, this is why I said this most Marine thing because only in Marines would they have an AT4 blast inside of their truck and he's mad about his Oreos. <laughs> he's Orioles, mad that right? he lost his Oreos. I kind of don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, you realize everybody's okay, yeah. but like there's no replacing those and yeah. that was your little treat yeah. while you're in yeah. combat. Forget the blast. Like he's used to that. He's mad his Oreos are gone, right? And so <laughs> that's amazing. So I asked this guy, I was like, I was like, like, so what'd you do the next few days? He's like, yeah. he's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I drove around Fallujah in a gun turret with no pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
so for like a couple of days, he's driving around Fallujah, fight fighting the bad guys, right? Bottomless. Has, yeah, bottomless. He's got all. He's got his. He's got his normal uniform on from the waist up, Ugh. including vest, helmet, everything. But he just has no pants on, and then his boots. That might be the most marine story I've ever heard in my life. If you're fighting in Fallujah, three was it? You said three days. Yeah, I don't know. Several days. Several days. He said it took him several days. To That's get, that get is pants. the most marine shit I've ever heard in my life. Hats off to this guy. Yeah, I love right? him already. It was great. Oh, man. <clears throat> man, there's no segue for this next one. That was a great story, by the way, man. Thanks for sharing. So I'm just going to dive into this. Like, um, you never know what you're going to get when you check on on your younger folks. That's right? Like when you're a senior statement. leader, whether you're enlisted officer, when you're checking on your younger folks, you never quite know what's what rabbit is going to be pulled out of that hat. Right. It could just be normal stuff. There's a lot of doozies, though. This cat, uh, senior enlisted guy, is checking on his younger troops, and there's a guy that's, you know, you know a little bit younger. He's recently married within the last couple of years, and he's kind of opened it up to his leader saying, hey, man, um, my wife's just really down on herself and everything. She has poor body image, and she's really self-conscious about her boobs, right? Now, this- <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> this, this older guy, you know, he's, he's a happily married guy. You know, he's yeah. got several kids, and, you know, he's got a little bit of wisdom about marriage. You know, he's been married for- 10, 15 plus years, something like that. So, you know, he's just kind of giving him whatever wisdom he has. It's just like, listen, if you're, if you're the husband then it's your job to make sure that she feels good about herself, Dr. filling it. Right. Oh yeah. So little does he realize he's giving these pearls of wisdom right out to his younger guy, this lower enlisted guys flipping through his phone. And he's like, I don't know. Do you think they look weird? And then he flashes his phone right in this older guy's face, showing a naked picture of his wife and her tits. Oh, like we said, you never know what you're going to yeah. get. And so right about that time when it hits the more senior guy, he just kind of shuts his eyes. He puts his head up, kind of puts his hands out. He's like, OK, why don't you go ahead and put that guy away, meaning his phone? And he's like, now we got to have a whole other discussion. Yeah. Right? He's like, first and foremost, how many people are you going around showing these pictures to? And he's like, oh, everybody. I'm showing it all over oh, no. base. I need to, he needed to get opinions from other people, right? Oh, yeah. Now, it's important to note, all of these actions are done in the, with the best of intentions. This guy happened to be more of a simpleton, from what I understand. Like, he is not a dirtbag, per se. He's just not the brightest guy. So he was legitimately concerned about his wife. And then he's going around showing naked pictures of his wife to other people around base, asking their opinions. Do you think her breasts look weird? Her breasts, right? Yeah. And and he's like, okay, let's address that. Don't do that. Okay. Like that is very disrespectful to your wife. Yeah, and for sure. military bases are not where you want to go flashing naked pictures of your, your wife or anybody around to, right? That's disrespectful. Stop doing that. Especially around a, bu a right. bunch of combat guys. Especially to your boss. Yeah, fact. <laughs> like, like, that's also inappropriate. So I gotta, I gotta call out that, yeah. right? So anyway, um, it turned out to be a very good interaction because he was able to kind of break some of these things down. And the the younger guy, who's a little bit more of a simpleton, got a more wise perspective of life, marriage, respect, you know, things yeah. of that nature. So you just never know. Like this guy. <laughs> just the day like, in the life of a supervisor you could just, in the military. Exactly. You could just say so. You don't have to flash naked pictures of your wife's boobs to your boss yeah. and think that this is appropriate. So he got dialed in. Yeah. And I'm happy to say that this ended on a positive note. 
Yeah, for but sure. It warrants a whole other discussion. You know yeah. what I mean? Just one of those awkward moments out on post. Absolutely, man. In the world of awkward moments with or with a military <laughs> wife. Oh, God. Okay. So the, this young young troop, right? He's yeah. uh, he's a young NCO. He goes and, and deploys, right? Now, when you're deployed, a lot of times they'll give you, depending on your location, you get a smallpox vaccine. Okay. Right now, the smallpox vaccine for those who haven't had it, they, they usually give it in your arm, on your arms, right, and they they jab you with the, with a needle, and it forms a blister. All right. Now that blister will, a lot of times, kind of leak a little bit. It, Sounds it'll, gnarly. It'll, yeah. It, yeah. It's not. It's not really nice. It's not pleasant. Right. But they give it to you in theater when you're all together and everybody has the same thing all at once, so it doesn't really spread. Right. And keep it from spreading around. They also keep you away from home because they don't really want that given out stateside, and you're not allowed to have it around small kids. And a lot of military guys have young kids, right? Makes so sense. They do it over there. Now there's some people who diligently keep this area clean, like they'll right. clean around that infected area. And then there's some people who don't don't clean. They'll just kind of let You're it. Like, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I'm out here. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm tough, you know, whatever. Right. And they'll just let it kind of leak leak wherever. Yeah. Well, Nasty. this guy was being really diligent about keeping it clean. What All he right. didn't know is the military serum uh, that they use for this vaccine can also spread internally in your blood, no matter how well you keep it clean. Oh, shit. However, the civilian vo- version is only through touch does it spread. Oh, shit. Right? So he gets sent home on emergency leave. Okay. When he gets home, he's home for, you know, he's had like two weeks that he's supposed to be there. All right. He's home for a few days, and he realizes a new blister is forming on his sack. Right? <laughs> oh, no. This does not <laughs> so now sound... Try convincing your wife that this is just smallpox. Right? You've been gone for three months. Right. And now you've got a blister on your sack when hey, you come honey, home. Hey, honey, I got <laughs> something to tell you. <laughs> right? But don't get mad. <laughs> so when I said awkward, awkward military spouse oh, stuff, here it is. No. Right? So he has to breeze in into, into the room, the bedroom. Now, he has little kids, too, so he's got to get it looked at. Right. Right? So he, he breezes in into their bedroom, and he tells his wife, he says, hey, I need you to listen I need you to hear me all the way, all the way through. Like, don't get mad. And she's like, okay. And he pulls his pants down. He's like, I got a blister on my sack. (laughs) And she's like, okay. Right. There's no way. And he's like, he's like, it's, it's not what you think. It's not what it looks like. Like, It's not, it's not herpes. Right. I'm almost positive my smallpox vaccine is spreading and I have to go to the doctor. Oh, no. You can come with me if you want, but I like I have to go to the doctor. She's like, oh, I'm coming with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. She wants We're going to gonna be sure you're not full of shit right yeah, now. Right? And so so he schedules it with his doctor and man, they treat like they're like, hey. You be here 11 o'clock tomorrow, back door, right? Oh, yeah. And he's like, back door? I've never had to go in the back door. He's he's kind of not really thinking about yeah. it because he just was you know, with, with a bunch of guys that had military it. Military-grade right? smallpox here. He shows yeah. up, and, and it's like, you know, he's a, it's like he's a leper, right? Like, they're, they're like, they got somebody waiting at the door. They're open. They're like right in the room. And right. the, the doctor comes whipping in, and his wife's standing there, and he's like, pull your pants down. The guy pulls his pants down. The doctor lifts up his junk, takes a look. is like, yep, that's smallpox. And he, of course, he couldn't be happier to, for the doctor to say that even though it's spreading right right uh, because his wife's a little relieved that it's well it's not herpes yeah so you know he, he's like the doctor's like all right man you can go right back out the back door he's like you don't need me to go to the front desk they're like you don't need to pay nope nope right, right out, out the door he's like well, what out. am i supposed to do with this he's like try to avoid contact with people <laughs> yeah. oh well thanks for the advice doc <laughs> right oh but man he ended up he ended up being able to take care of it and he got back to theater and it didn't spread anymore but like imagine trying to tell your oh, wife like hey i've yeah. been gone three months and here's a blister on so my was sack. that uh husband and wife were they 
good with like after all this like, yeah they were good they okay. were good and it, 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 you there, know like the wife was the wife was okay hats with off it. to that wife for yeah know, she she did her due diligence and it was like okay yeah. but i've got a blister on my sack that needs to go on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i can't imagine just telling that to my wife like in her that, that oh lady, man the hat tip that lady she yeah. handled it pretty well just like okay this is like beyond seidfeld <laughs> yeah. level of misunderstanding right yeah, like right? this is like hey this looks really really bad but i swear yep. you know yeah for sure blister on my sack i'd wear that t-shirt around hell yeah checking out the camo comedy show podcast if you like what we're doing here and you want to participate in this community there are many different ways that you can contribute first and foremost tell somebody about the show word of mouth advertising is very powerful and we really appreciate you for helping us out if you have any funny military stories of your own or know somebody who does with their permission of course you can contribute those stories via email at stories at camocomedy.com that's stories s-t-o-r-i-e-s at c-a-m-m-o-c-o-m-e-d-y dot com or if you're not too good at the internet drop us a voicemail at area code 531-222-6146 that's area code 531-222-6146 that's right we're giving away our phone number. We want funny military stories from all eras. So if you're not from a generation that's heavily online, we don't want there to be a barrier for participation. We have a lot of big plans for this show and building this community to support veterans. We will announce here soon. So stay tuned. All right. I'm going to go have a nice, spicy bullet chili. Later. Later.